Hey, it's Blake Johnston with Next Best Customer. Thanks for joining us here on episode four. Really excited about this episode. I had Ryan Paris of Paris Marketing join us to give a little bit of perspective on, given all the craziness that's going on in the world, you know, what is he seeing from an outbound perspective? I think we can have a unique conversation because we both do so much outbound work for clients and see across a bunch of different industries. Originally, wasn't planning on uh, having this for a podcast, but after the conversation, I thought it was just just too perfect and wanted to share it. So we're going to dive into the show. Hope you enjoy. So hey, everyone, it's Blake Johnston with Outbound View. I'm really excited. I have Ryan Paris of Paris Marketing, and we're here today to uh, chat a little bit about about what's going on in the outbound world and hopefully provide a little bit of a, a unique view on what we're seeing across different clients. So Ryan, how you doing? Good. Good morning. Saturday morning, yeah. bright and early. Ready oh, to start working again. That's right. That's the uh, the best time when you're not diving into client stuff and uh, you know you can share a little bit and take a step back on on what you're actually seeing. So Definitely. Um I I, I reached out uh, you know, for a couple of reasons. One, you know, uh, uh, always appreciate your kind of thoughts and how you think about outbound marketing, how you think about inside sales teams. Uh, just before we we jump in here, can you give just a little bit of background on Paris Marketing, what it is you guys do? And then uh, I'll give some context, obviously, on, on outbound view and we can dive in. Yeah, that sounds great. Thanks. So, uh, Paris Marketing started as a uh, essentially consulting company that focuses on uh, anything that has to do with, with what we would say the conversation that connects humans to products and services. So it's that, that first conversation uh, when you interact with a potential customer, uh, a cold lead, and what is it that you say, how is it that you go about it to potentially move them down towards, you know, a sale and a partnership. So uh, we started out doing consulting, script writing, um, you know, actually event staffing and cold calling, outsource sales development. And then it transitioned a lot more into just the outbound prospecting, cold calling side through um, our sister company, Superhuman Prospecting. So uh, that's where we are today. Just making calls on behalf of a lot of companies, business to business as, as our primary service. That's awesome. It's funny how most outsourced agencies start that way. We started the same, same way. I think what's yeah. also kind of, kind of interesting is, uh, you know, in theory, our companies would be competitors. I think what most people don't know is when you find people that are experts in whatever it is that you do, like we just care about making our clients happy. Right. And so I'm asking you, I'm asking the other 10 people in this space that I know, what are you guys doing? How is it working? Like just all about the adjustments that, that need to be, be made. And that's, you know, that's why I wanted to, to kind of get you on and talk through what you're seeing today. I think both you and I and other uh, agencies have a lens that is very different because we're yeah. not just focused in on one persona. We're not just focused in uh, on one organization and going after the same thing, like we're seeing across a lot of clients and we're having to make adjustments in real time to everything that we're doing because of, you know, coronavirus, people working from home and just the changed environment. So broadly yeah. speaking, would love to hear 
you know, what you're seeing that's different and just what's the overall landscape of, of outbound look like right now? Yeah, you know, it's, and I, we were talking the other day and, and I think we're on the same page with a lot of this because, you know, we're the ones talking to our clients and kind of hearing their fears versus what we're seeing out in the marketplace. And I think one of the interesting things is that it's almost, this is something I've been sharing with our clients. It's almost our duty as outbound sales professionals to lead the way and, and guide them, not only from a technique or tactical perspective, but also from a mindset. You know, what is the correct mindset in a situation like this? You know, and that's something that uh, we've seen across the board is, is a lot of fears and uncertainty. What do I do? I want to pause for six months and, and stop. And it's completely understandable. You know, some, yep. some companies can't move forward right now. You know, they, there's no way, but a lot of them just have to adapt, change the messaging. Sure. Yeah. Change the location that they're calling, change their, their targets and they can still move forward and, and have conversations that, can bear fruit, you know, maybe later, if not right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a, so. I love, uh, love your thought on mindset because uh, I was talking with a customer and my basic message back was like, what are you going to do? Nothing? Like you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah not, you're like, just going to sit there. <laughs> you already watched Tiger the King. Option. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so at some point, uh, you know, you're going to have to figure out uh, how am I going to move our business forward? Like if you're head of sales, your responsibility to the organization is to sell things and to keep the business moving forward. And a piece of that, of course, is finding new prospects uh, that are still looking for your products and services. Of course, there's industries where, yeah, you're just, you're going to have to pause. <laughs> we, uh, we had an inbound lead from a software company that was uh, kind of working with Airbnb hosts. And oh there boy. was such a la lag time between when it happened. By the time we got on the phone, we both just started out with like, you're not seriously looking for anything right now, right? And they're like, yeah. no, I do, you know, like, you know, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about what you do. But I think we all know now is, now is not the time. Um, and so we just had a conversation yeah. about, well, here's what I would be thinking about if you're not going to be doing that, get everything else organized, get your lists in place, you know, get that plan in place. So for some people, it is just, it's, it's research time, it's data time, it's time to get, get your ducks in a row for when it is a little bit more appropriate. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think people think in terms of the ROI or cost per lead or their average sales cycle. And I think that's kind of what maybe sparks some of the fear is that I'm not going to close this in the month or six months or three weeks or whatever right. my sales cycle is. So they think that they should stop. And I, I, I think what's really detrimental to that is if we're not having conversations now and building the relationships, then when the time comes for things to go back to normal, whatever that means now, you know, yep. then everyone else, all your competitors are going to have those leads in the pipeline ready to move to that final stage and you're going to be stuck at the starting line. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So hey, there's so many little, so many little things when we think about prepping for a, you know, if we're taking purely outbound, uh, yeah. you know, there's so many things from a research perspective that you could be doing. 
there's so many things that outbound teams could be doing that that doesn't even mean having conversations things like validating phone numbers like i mean there's just all of these tools that make some of these things really easy and once again, if you're not in a spot where you're going to be actually doing the outreach and want to be having the conversations helpful or asking for a meeting, whatever spectrum, uh, you know, uh, spectrum you're on there, well, then there are other things that you can be doing to kind of prep to make sure you're ready. And that's, that's absolutely true. You know, uh, while I've had that conversation more with, with clients about conversations, when I look at our team, uh, we're doing redoing web pages. We're doing market research and looking into new industries where we are building lists and determining who could use the most help right now or, or in the future. Um, absolutely. A hundred percent. And yeah. I know that's, you know, something that your team does as well. You know, are those kind of like inbound audits and, and data cleansing that, that, you know, is extremely valuable. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Makes sense. I, I do want to pick your brain on something, uh, you know, kind of tactical, because once again, you're seeing across a bunch of different industries. Yeah. Um, are there any industries that, you know, your team is calling into or doing outreach into that have really flipped? Um, and uh, I, I'll give you just one example that, that we've seen immediately, but that would love your perspective. Yeah. We call into a lot of marketing organizations. Mm-hmm. Um marketing organizations are brutal, right? Like they don't pick up the phone. There are 5,000 marketing softwares, like they're getting hit up all of the time. Um, We've seen like dial to connect rates go up um, Hmm. with marketers specifically. And I don't know if it's uh, just purely because everything's forwarding to cell phones. I don't know if it's because there's less internal meetings uh, or if it's things like, People's schools are called like, yeah, you're getting calls from people about different updates on things and like people are just picking up the phone more. And so that's one that has completely flipped. And when we go back to everybody going into the office, I know the dial to connect rates are going to go down to one, one to 2% again. Right. But it's been a, it's been a complete adjustment. Uh, Any just industries that you're seeing that are, you know, very different. Yeah, that is that is really interesting about about marketing companies. I'll have to look deeper into our info on that one, but uh, yeah. So a couple a couple of things to note on on this topic is one of the things we're we're realizing is that it's not just about maybe an industry that's flipped, but also like just locations. Um, you know, flipped for the positive, flipped for the negative, right? Like we have a lot of customers that we're calling into New York and with the state of emergency there right now, you can't really call into New York. Right. And even, you know, a lot of people say, you know, well, that's just for individuals or consumers. And from what we've found out and from the council that we've had, it also applies to businesses. So, you know, some like that, there's just no option and, and, you know, they're the epicenter anyway. So yeah. that would be tough. Um, on the other side, though, yeah, we're, we're seeing connect rates or conversation rates and um, appointment setting rates skyrocket in, you know, commercial lending. You know, we had we had some customers that yeah. would get normal appointment setting rates and, you know, people don't want to wait for the government loans that are going to be available. They need yep. cash flow now. They need investment now. And so, man, we've seen that 
you know, probably five, six X what we typically would, would see. Yeah. Um, you know, so those are a couple there. Yeah. It makes sense. Uh, you know, they're just going to be certain, uh, certain industries, um, that are going to make a switch during something like this. I think one of the things yeah. that does go into it is a, a lot of, especially two weeks ago, like I'd say, you know, what we're doing right now, uh, you know, very beginning of April versus middle of March was a little bit different, you know, as it was happening, yeah. as people were not working from home and they were going through that process, our messaging was a little bit different and it was across, not across, across the board, I'll say it softer, like less asking for meetings um, and, and more just providing helpful information where we could or just taking a, a small pause. Um, and so when you do that naturally, and you know, we do that in a lot of our content anyway, is it's not ask for a meeting for every email, uh, you know, on, on the phones, obviously a little bit different, but um, you know, when you start to just go softer, you start to get response rates, you start to have conversations back and forth. And as you try and be more helpful, like you just generally start to see things adjust a little bit. And so it's been, mm. it's been interesting the way that our customers have asked us to change. Like they're asking us like, let's not, you know, ask for a meeting every time. And a month ago or two months ago, it's like, we need more meetings. How aggressive are you being on the phone? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, uh, it's just there's been a lot of back and forth on on how we're adjusting and what we're looking at. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think it's something where you know, for a majority of our 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 clients, we're still asking for a meeting. But I think what we're emphasizing, if we're if we're doing so, is ensuring that we're valuing the relationship, you know, just as much as, as the meeting, if not more. Yeah. So for sure. we'll probably all, you know, most of the time ask, but if they're not, you know, interested or it doesn't make sense, then, Hey, well, could we send you some information just to help understand how this could help for down the road? And we know you got a lot of issues right now, you know, and, yeah. um, and, and, you know, I've heard a lot about empathy and meeting them with empathy or meeting them with kind of, uh, you know, what we're all going through. And that that's kind of diffused a lot of the, the issues as well. Um, we yeah. have had a couple clients that have kind of requested, you know, branding calls. It's just like, hey, we just hope everything's going well during this time and uh, want to let you know when the time is right, this is what we do. Uh, could, we, could we just connect on LinkedIn? Yeah. Or, or something like that. So that, yeah, again, that softer approach first. And I, what's interesting, I think that kind of goes along with the push sales cycles as the sales cycles, you know, are going to lengthen. Well then, you know, the, the speed in which we move towards a sale is going to slow down. So what's in between there. Right. For sure. Yeah. A lot, a lot softer. It, so, you know, I've found that it's a lot easier. I mean, we're call heavy. I know you guys are also, also call heavy. Yeah. Um, but I found it's a lot easier to have conversations than it is to write touchy emails, right? Because emails hmm. can be taken a lot of different ways. So when you're, you know, like all of our cold call scripts changed um, to some version of like, you know, 
I know there's probably craziness going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're experiencing homeschooling young children, but we are like all of these other little tidbits that everybody is dealing with that kind of gets people to, you know, relax a, a little bit and know that you're having a conversation about being a human before yeah. you're having a conversation about pitching your product. Um, so, you know, all of our cold call scripts didn't necessarily adjust, uh, obviously the value prop by any means, but how we're getting into conversations, how we're ending conversations and some of those things, we, we've fundamentally changed every single one. Is that similar, similar with you guys? Uh, uh, similar in some, uh, you know, I think sometimes we find that, uh, by, by bringing it up, sometimes I, I don't necessarily think that we need to bring it up every time. And, and the reason yeah. is because like, for instance, we, we transitioned hundred percent remote and a lot of our day-to-day activity didn't really change. And so what, when there's other companies, maybe it's an IT company or another marketing business or, or something like that, a lot of, you know, them shifted hundred percent remote as well if they weren't already. Right. So for those types of conversations, we, we've, we more focused on the back end. In other words, if they had a, a, a crisis objection, if you will, or some type of response that was just, this is an awful time. That's when I think yeah. we would inject the empathy yeah. rather than just use it as a, sometimes just as a, a crutch in the beginning or something that might just feel fake. Yeah, I know. And I'm sure you're getting hammered with LinkedIn, uh, you know, messages. Uh, like everybody gets hit with LinkedIn oh. messages that are like, oh my gosh, I hope you and your family are safe. You yeah, know, it's no, like, thank you, but I still am not a software <laughs> yeah. company and I'm still not building software. So I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I understand my title is owner, but, you know, this is still incredibly untargeted. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And I don't really feel any better. I'm like, oh, someone finally wished that my family was okay. <laughs> <laughs> what a relief. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> um, w- one thing that uh, you mentioned empathy and uh, everybody's talking about empathy. Everybody's been talking about empathy forever, which you should, is truly understanding what your customers are going through. Um, you know, I was talking with a, a client of ours who we do some consulting consulting for and I used an example of uh, like if I was selling an accounting software and I was selling into a CFO right now right uh, I know what my you know what the normal pitch would be right uh, here's what we do it makes your life easier it connects with all these things whatever but now you need to take a step back and not just say I hope you're happy and healthy uh, you need to take a step back and say, like, what is a CFO or someone in finance dealing with right now? And exactly. They're, they're being asked, you know, do we have enough runway for the next six months? Where are we going to get financing from? Uh, we need, like, projections on uh, cutting jobs or cutting budget or cutting this or cutting that. Like, uh, their world has nothing to do with accounting software because it's also the accounting side of it's been kicked back months. And so the message there, you know, if there is a message is relationship building one, it's saying like, 
I can't imagine what you're going through and the different things that you're going through from layoffs to modeling to all these different things. But at some point, you know, as things settle down and we all have a clearer future of what's going to happen and a lot of these difficult decisions are made, like I'd love to chat and tell you how we've helped companies and insurance just like you do X, X, and Y and, and whatever. Um, but really getting to the point of understanding what they're dealing with as their business and in their position that doesn't relate to what you sell is what you have to do, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think before we take the easy way out and say, empathize with the times and say, we hope you and your family are doing well, or we hope things are going well with you is, I think if we can do our research into their industry and understand their pain and figure out what that is, then we're going to be instantly helpful by providing something that speaks directly to that pain, Yep. you know, and whether that's to relieve, you know, for instance, uh, we have an industry, you know, say for the commercial commercial lending, well, you know, they're on the call, they're on calls all day long with, with customers now, all their inbound is blowing up. So they're like, yeah. we can't do in, outbound right now. I don't even have time to talk to anybody, you know, so their pain is just time. Well, it's like, Hey, yeah. completely understand. But if those folks don't go to you and you don't have the bandwidth, you know, then they're going to go to somebody else. So if we can reach out and at least get your name in front of them, then at you'll be able to have those, those conversations when you're available to, instead of yep. letting it go to the wayside and going to a competitor, have us take those conversations. Do you know what I mean? Oh, oh it's so, such a, it, yeah, it's such a, it's such a really good point. Cause I had this exact experience over the last week yeah. with a commercial lender. Really? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was related to, uh, you know, everything that's going on on the commercial lending side, they're just going nuts. And the way that these commercial lenders act in this time will be very determinant of whether they have your business three months from now, right? Like how they help you with things, how they don't help you with things. Like, um, can they be a point of contact? Like if your response is check out SBA.gov, like, you're not going to have, no. you know, like you're not, you're not going to have our, uh, our business three months from now. Um, and so to your point on branding or making adjustments, like now is the time to be talking with customers. Um, and if your team can do that, or if their team can do that, like somebody needs to do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's, that's the, that's what, you know, we do as le sales leaders, that's what salespeople do. That's what outbound sales is for, you know, is, is pioneering the path and, and being willing to hear the, the grumblings of our prospects. And sometimes we might, inter you know, interrupt their day in a way that they weren't expecting or uh, might be more sensitive, but we'll get that instant feedback and, and say, all right, I, I get a sense of what your pain is now. Yeah. And no For one sure. else is doing that. The op side, the, the back end of your business, whether, you know, we're doing that for you, you're doing it internally as a, you know, inside sales team, you're the ones that are out there listening to the, the prospects. So that's why, you know, it's, it's so important to continue whatever way yep. you do it, whether it's through email, data cleansing, 
cold calling, LinkedIn, you just have to put your ear out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I, one other thing that we're seeing that I'd love to just get your get your perspective on is yeah. um, many times outbound, its best use is, is for experimentation, especially I'm sure you guys get like startups that are coming to yeah. you quite a bit and don't fully know who their buyer is, what their response is going to be. You know, they've sold inside of their network and those things. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, this is a really good opportunity, especially if you're one of those industries where things are slowing down a little bit and you have ancillary other places that you can be testing. Now is just an incredible time where you never have the time to, you know, to actually run those experiments, to reach out to those people, to do the customer research, uh, to do all those different things. Like a lot of companies have uh, more time right now as they're trying to figure out exactly what they want to do. And we're recommending experimenting a lot, right? Build your list of 500. Let's test this. Let's test this market. Let's see how it relates. And it's not your core ICP. But you'll never do this, you know, six months from now when it's, uh, you know, hopefully a little bit more normal and you're still going after your just core targets. Is that something you guys are seeing too? You know, that's a, it is something I think that we've, we've, we've certainly had conversations with our clients and the conversations I've, I've been on. There's, there's some of that like, Hey, well, we can't go for this market now. You know, like for instance, New York, that's, that's a huge one. Whatever reason we have some people calling into that, Hey, we can't go there where else yep. could we could we go and also in e-commerce you know a lot of folks would reach out to um retail stores and we're like well that's not an option but your software can still help e-commerce business or something um yeah but for the sake of experimentation you know i i think that's that's brilliant i mean it's uh what we do as marketers anyway you know sales development is the very top of the funnel and so there's a little bit of a b testing there's a little right. bit of hypothesis all the time anyway. That's how you got to your your ICP anyway, right? Right, for sure. So now is the time exactly just to be aware of the fact that our ICP isn't the best option. And let's use those skills that we already developed early on and just, you know, a little dusty, but yeah, let's, let's take them out and, and use those tools again. Absolutely. That's a great, that's a great point. And not something that we've, we've focused on, you know, too, too much. Yeah. yeah, I think those are oh. yeah, those are always some of the best initial customers for us is we get them into 50 conversations real quick and they can yeah. figure out like do we do we have something here and bigger companies can be doing this as well. I mean the you know the companies that are changing are the ones that are going to come out a you know a lot stronger. So um this has been this has been awesome. This is exactly what I was hoping for. I, like I said I always love your perspective on cool how you think about customers, you know, how you guys plan these things out and really what, 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 what everybody's hearing, you know, we're all in the try and figure out what's going on mode. And so really appreciate you joining. Yeah, absolutely. Blake, it's been a pleasure and uh, yeah, hope to have many more of these. Maybe I can host one later and you can That's be right. in the hot seat. I'm, that's <laughs> right. I'd love to. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you can throw random questions at me. So. No, it's great. No, All I right. loved it. Well, thank you so much, Blake. Have a great weekend. All right. You too. Bye.